Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, hello. It is Monday again. We are here for week two of mocha mondays when bourbon meets espresso it is sp3 and i am back here with mommy yankee's baby boy the one the only the heat magnet himself of wrestling daily sat e what's going sat- on brother well let's do is my is my gimmick right sat e the e stands for encore is an encore performance by myself and my fellow mocha brother Thank you very much for everyone. Your positive review of last week's show is the reason why we're back here doing it again. I feel it's like a one-off special show, but you guys showed us love. So I want to say thank you very much for watching the show. Please get us the 15K subscribers. If you want to see us whoop Wrestle Talks booty, patootie, please get us the 15K so we can embarrass them and show them we're no longer the best kept secret. We're all about it. And shout out to the man that runs the place, the head of our table, AMAC. We're repping for you, bro. Alex McCarthy and Miss Dynamite, Steph Chase, our sister. We're representing you. The, so the, stable, the stable, the stable of, yes. of wrestling daily. That's we got the, the 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 Irish chief, uh, Alex McCarthy. You got Miss Dynamite, aka Lady Rampage, Steph Chase. We got Mommy Yankees, Baby Boy. And you got me, the True Hill Phenom, and we're True back Hill, here. Yeah. Shout out to my mom, by the way. She watches this every week. Of course, of course. <laughs> I love, that's why I call you that. It's, we, we are shouting out her as well. And Sad is here two days a week, back-to-back days. We're going to start off Wrestling Daily's week. And what a week we have in store. SummerSlam this weekend. You got AEW, Dyna, uh, AEW Dynamite as well as Rampage, the first dance with you 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 know what they're saying, Sat. Uh, Mr. Uh, CM Punk is about to debut for AEW. What a week of professional wrestling to come, but what a week that we just went through. And it's it's great when we're here on a Monday and there's a lot of things to talk about coming out of the past weekend. We want to say hello to everyone who's joining us live. Of course, uh, put your thoughts in the live chat. But if you want your thoughts, your thoughts said out loud. If you want to give us your hot takes, right below me, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Of course, if you're watching this, drop a thumbs up on this video, share it on all your favorite social media platforms. And like Sadie said, if you're new to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, 
hit the subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified so you always get the great weekday content right here on Wrestling Daily. How was your weekend, Sat? Man, I was babysitting my niece, but at the same time, I realized so much wrestling happened. I mean, we had Tripla Mania, and then we also had, uh, and, you know, New Japan Strong did their show as well. So I had to cram a lot in. I was like, okay, I got Monday. Usually I got a show on Tuesday. I could take my time, watch a show on Sunday, watch it on Monday. But my goodness, we've got lots to talk about. How was your weekend, SP3? I know you got a lot of content you were making. Yes, making a bunch of content. We had True Hill Heat 138 with the live wrestling draft with us of True Hill Heat versus the distraction from over on Fightful. That was a good time. I did an AEW review. You could check out all that great stuff on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. But like you said, so much wrestling going down. Like it was such a busy weekend. The week before SummerSlam is quite amazing. But we're going to start things off as per usual on Wrestling Daily with the titular news. News, which has to do with the, a big-time SummerSlam match in question, in jeopardy. There is concern, Sad, uh, from WWE that Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks could miss or be taken off the SummerSlam card. It's according to PW Insider. It's reporting that several sources within WWE have stated that there is concern that Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks SummerSlam match may not happen. This follows on uh, Saturday and Sunday night during their Super Show house shows. Both ladies were conspicuous by their absence. Uh, just to be clear, though, it's not confirmed that it won't happen, but there are people in WWE that are concerned about about their potentially being a case. Uh, you know, we've seen this before with, you know, superstars being taken off of television mysteriously. The yeah. last person who was kind of like that was Jeff Hardy, who did contract the COVID-19 virus and he was taken off of TV. We wouldn't have known that because WWE uh, doesn't, you know, make that clear or doesn't make that announcement, you know, respecting the privacy of their performers. We only knew that because Jeff Hardy had, you know, non-WWE commitments that had to be rescheduled. So it's very interesting that Sasha and Bianca missed these shows. What's your thoughts and what do you think is the percentage of this likely not happening at SummerSlam? And that's a major match to be taken off of the card a week out. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I initially saw the headlines. And I didn't really pay attention to it. I was like, okay, they missed a couple of house shows. And then when I saw this could be the titular news, I, I read into it. I went on WrestleTalk.com and I read the fact that um, unforeseeable circumstances is the reason given for why uh, the matches ha you know, didn't happen. Uh, you know, we've learned from like the Keith Lee situation and um, even like Brody Lee situation when, you know, wrestling's a bit secretive, yeah. there might be more to the story. And I don't want to speculate too much because when you, uh, you know, I know that's the whole point we're here. Like, the, you know, the titular news, what do we think about it? I, I think I'm learning, like, is a wait and see. What yeah. I want to talk about is what could WWE potentially do if the match doesn't happen? I think that's what, you know, inquiring minds are, you know, that's what they're thinking. So, you know, it could be because of CM Punk's debuting, you know, on Friday and then SummerSlam's on Saturday. And if, if this main event match doesn't happen, they could either bring back Bailey to do an interview talk segment with the one and only the man, Becky Lynch. That's what everyone's thinking. I mean, if that match doesn't happen, would it do a last minute title match with someone else? I don't know. What, what do you think, SP3? 
I mean, I could definitely see them doing something like that. We we long there was a long rumor before WrestleMania that uh, Becky Lynch was going to return there, and a lot of people thought it would be in a in a talk show segment for Ding Dong Hello with uh, Bailey. I mean, I would love to see Bailey in front of the live fans. She was one of the MVPs of the pandemic and the Thunderdome era. Of course, Becky Lynch has been long rumored to be returning, and there's already been reports that she is going to be backstage at SummerSlam. So if you take off such a major matchup, I would say right underneath, you know, the WWE Universal Championship match, the WWE Championship match, and probably Edge and Rollins, I would say that Sasha versus uh, Bianca is like the fourth biggest match on this card. And it's something they've been building to since Sasha came back just a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I think that it is necessary that if this is taken off the card, that they are going to have to bring out some big guns. And Becky Lynch is probably the biggest as far as uh, women for them to bring in. And they don't even have like the fallback set of like the women's tag team titles to have another uh, women's match on the card because Natalia is currently injured. So it's a very interesting situation that WWE is going to have to probably improvise on. But I, I remain hopeful that uh, Sasha and Bianca are going to be on the card and that maybe they just wanted to hold off on the two ladies mixing it up with each other before SummerSlam and wanted to, you know, save that special moment for the first time since WrestleMania for SummerSlam. What do you think is like a possible reasoning if it's not that they are potentially, you know, been sick or dealing with COVID protocols? Uh, the first thing that came into my head could be family issues because the, the fact this is unforeseen circumstances because I feel like with COVID by now it's kind of like that can always be an option now now that everything's running yeah. again that can always be an option so I was thinking maybe it could be family you know emergencies the reason why that's the only thing that came to my mind it could be family emergency but it could also be a case of COVID which I don't know would they be ready by Saturday? Is that like the night? How, the, the, how does the protocol work in terms of? No, you're saying. Well, they need about like 10 days. That's what I've always heard. And, you know, like I said, the last example that we have of a WWE superstar was Jeff Hardy, and he was off of television on Monday Night Raw for two weeks. And when then Charlotte I, as well was off as well, and Charlotte was off for yeah. WrestleMania. So. Yeah, so it's it's a very interesting time and interesting situation. This mm. is coming off the heels of WWE. There's been reports from Ringside News that uh, they're putting in like a mandate for all staff and talent to wear masks 24 hours at like shows and being around other people. So it's something. And then there's also you know a full lineup of new events have been announced for WWE through from October through uh, December with uh, Survivor Series is coming up at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Hopeful I'll be there. I'll talk to Alex. I'll talk to my people. Uh, <laughs> I'm hopeful I will be there at uh, SummerSlam. You also got uh, Saudi Arabia on October uh, 21st. They're going there for supposedly the King of the Ring tournament. And, and Queen of the Ring, right? And the well. Queen of the Ring tournament. Yeah. So there's a lot of big events going on. So it's very interesting that, you know, we're hearing all of this. You're also saying that a lot of the arenas they're going to be at is asking for people to be vaccinated for them to even be allowed in. So it's a very interesting and intriguing timing of all this, especially not only that, but a week before SummerSlam. It's crazy that this is happening. 
is a shame because I feel like the build-up was incredible on SmackDown. If you watch, yeah. this week's SmackDown was quite eventful. I mean, with Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Intercontinental Champion first time as a babyface, because apparently this is the first time as a babyface has won a title. Uh, yeah. We've seen like in the past that, you know, giving a title on Nakamura is sometimes like a, a, a stop gap. So I'm hoping to give him a much more meaningful title reign with Boogs by his corner, who can be his potential uh, spokesman. But yeah, the main event was that contract signing. And I couldn't think of a better way because this um, build-up is so much better than WrestleMania. Because WrestleMania, they had that confusing build-up where are they going to get a long tag team situation, which we all love. Right? We all love that. Can they they coexist? Can they coexist? For me, I think they've never... It's never been done better than when Ultimate Warrior Macho Man did it for me. Like when they had to face the Nasty Boys back in 92. Guys, you have to check that out. It might be on the network. I don't know. I'm going way, way, way back. But yeah. No, the best quote, Ken Nako is this. I know we don't like to say his name all the, all the time, but the best Ken Nako is this tag team is Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle, 2002. Smack okay, that was, that was yeah, that, that was, was entertaining. Best. Okay, that was entertaining when you know when Kurt when Kurt Angle and the Murderer, you know, when they teamed up. I mean, that that was, you know, that's what he is, man. I'm I, like he, yeah, the so, Canadian murderer. Listen, we we don't we don't like our budget doesn't fit in Murderer every time we say his name. But if we could, every time we say the word Chris Benoit, it would just scream Murderer, Murderer, Murderer. But yeah, that that it was flashes good. on the screen. Yeah, that that was good. But yeah, the the build up for it has been incredible because Sasha. Is, is in a role that we know she does best since NXT. The boss works better as a heel. She's cocky and conceited. She's never mastered what The Rock did, which is you can... She's never mastered being a cool baby face because I feel like when yeah. she becomes a baby face, they strip her of what made her the boss in the first place. So it's always quite refreshing. Even though... Uh, Sasha's promo work has never been the best, but I feel like she's much more comfortable doing promos when she can act conceited and entitled. And then Bianca Belair, you know, she's working as a babyface. I've always loved her more as a tweener because she's someone like similar to Sasha Banks where the character is so much stronger as a heel. But yeah, when it's a clear, you know, the line between babyface and heel, the the build-up has been incredible. It's much better than what's going on in Raw because I can barely even remember, okay, you know, I don't know, um, Nikki ASH doing well, but it's like with SmackDown, I'm like, this is a main event match for women. Yeah. When I watch that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like that Sasha and Bianca could main event. They did main event uh, the SmackDown. Like you said, it was an eventful SmackDown. You had that. You had Shinsuke Nakamura win the Intercontinental Championship. You had a great promo, probably the best of the year from Seth Rollins on uh, his matchup with Edge and that great Prop, that brilliant propaganda uh, type of video saying that Loved everything it. Edge has done, he has done better. But I think the probably the biggest talking point from SmackDown this week had to be the opening segment, 26 minutes of John Cena and Roman Reigns. I, I would just say this before I get your opinion. I thought that John Cena became what he hated and that he was talking like he was the rock in 2012 i felt like he was looking under his uh his wristband for his promo and he was saying the same promo from 2017 telling us that roman reigns is not over when he's been the most over thing in wwe the best character i was like i was like i had to teach i was did did my review with dutch mantel and i had to teach dutch what cap meant what cap means i was like that was a whole bunch of cap that was a whole bunch of cap that john cena was saying he was 
is lying to the people. Don't lie to us, bro. Don't you don't have to. But one day, once they went head to head, I thought they were so much better. Roman with his facial expressions was great to John Cena. Then him saying the line about Nikki Bella, you've done 20 years of missionary. I know that's good enough for you, but was it good enough for Nikki Bella? And then John Cena was like, you know what? I'm one of the best promos ever. Let me respond back in kind. He did say more cap saying that he that Roman almost ruined Seth Rollins and ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE, but just saying Dean Ambrose, saying the, the stuff about CM Punk, it's only stuff that John Cena can get away with. So I accept that. What did you think about it? It sounds like what you're saying is that John Cena ha- is reaching in terms of the storyline to come up with a, with a credible reason why yes. he's going after Roman Reigns. And like you and I, and 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 you people, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to you people promo. I can see it in the, in the chat there. Uh, listen, um, <laughs> it would have been easier if Cena said you beat me once before. I want to become a 17 time champion. If they kept, if they kept it simple, because we are watching Cena talk about you've been overprotected for 10 years when technically yeah. he hasn't, he's been in the development, developmental system longer, but Roman Reigns, the character haven't, hasn't been on the main roster for 10 years. So there's certain sure. things that I was keeping an eye look out for. I was like, oh, okay, John. Okay. Whatever, man. Whatever makes the match work. Cause it's been weeks since we've seen him in the, in the same ring. I was happy to take whatever I could take in the ring. But Roman Reigns, my goodness, there's times in his vocal inflection when he sounds like The Rock, when he gets animated, there's yes. like a, there's a vocal inflection when he sounds like The Rock, so much like Dwayne, like it's, it's something about him. He's coming to his own, and John Cena is like Harvey Dent. He lived long longer to see himself become the villain, and he <laughs> knew that was going to happen. That's why on Twitter he was like, I apologize to Dwayne about what I said in the past because I'm getting into the movie industry. you got some clout, and I don't want you to, uh, you know, blacklist me. Cena knew that was going to happen. I want to do a movie with you, Dwayne, please. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, seven bucks. You know, you got that seven bucks, you know, production. I need some help in my Hollywood career. You know, I'm going to scratch your back, mate. I'm sorry for what I said. Cena knew what he was doing, and then... Um, you know, now that he's he's back, you know, you know how long for? It could be after this match is gone again because he's got movie commitment. And he's got like a TV series coming up next. But I feel like Roman Reigns, compared to the first time where they had, they had a promo exchange, he did so much better this time. And I'm so happy that, you know, this finally happened because up until then, the push for this um, feud has been a bit, you know... So sorry. Uh, so so yeah, like they put the gas on the pedal when Cena returned, and they, they kind of eased up a bit because they realized we've got more weeks to go. We're not as creative as, as we used to be with storylines. <laughs> we can't come up with anything complex. So let's just ease up a little bit and have Cena do dark matches until we get closer, and then we can put the gas pedal to the metal and then get to where we need to be. Yeah, they 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 tried their best this week. We, that was after a report from WrestleVotes that they were going to do more to make this match intriguing. And I think they did a pretty good job. It felt like a go-home promo between the two guys. So hopefully they can give us some more of that on the go-home show, the actual go-home show for SummerSlam next, on uh, Friday. But going back to our titular news, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking about Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair being off the uh, weekend house shows, the super shows, and, you know, there's concern about WWE, them potentially not being on the SummerSlam card because the reason is currently unknown. There was another superstar set who was left off of those uh, super show cards as well. Another woman 
And I'm talking about the queen, Charlotte Flair. And apparently we do know the reason why, because it's been shown on social media, as well as Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio talked about that Charlotte Flair was in Mexico City with her fiance, Andrade El Hidio, uh backstage for his matchup with Kenny Omega at Triple Mania um, this weekend on Saturday. Uh, I thought that that was crazy. Of course, this also should we should also talk about that Ric Flair appeared, made his first post-WWE appearance in the corner of Andrade in his matchup against Kenny Omega. He had a spot where he was giving chops to old Kenny along with Andrade, dual figure four, deaf Death locks. So what did you think about Charlotte being uh, left off the card and showing up to support her fiance, as well as Ric Flair in his post WWE appearance in AAA? I got so much to say on this because um, I had a little mini uh, debate with Louis Dangle on Twitter once about this. I've been saying this from day one. Ashley Flair is not a quote unquote mark for the business. She got into yes. wrestling to honor her younger brother. She'd still be a personal trainer if Reed Flair was alive to carry on the Flair mantle. I believe my heart of hearts, just like Ric Flair, when a great opportunity comes to escape WWE, she will. For the very reason why she is like, in terms of success, she's now the bar, right? Yeah. What happens when you're the bar? Eventually, if you're a competitive person like she is, you know, you get tired. You know, I've been in the spot for too long. What's next? I've been saying this, as soon as her contract runs out, Ashley Flair, who trademarked her name at the same time Andrade did, by the way. Let's not forget that. Why would you trademark your name unless you're thinking, hmm, I might potentially be leaving this place one day. Watch this space. You all be saying, Sir E, you knew what was coming. You had a prediction. You saw... You saw the magic eight ball, you, you knew what's coming. She's going to AEW as soon as possible to be with her fiance. Because as far as I'm concerned, she's the kind of person who chooses love over success. She's a flair. Ric Flair was ruled by his heart. He left WWE, it, well, WWF in 1993 to be with his mates again in WCW because he knew the tide was turning to go for a younger, you know, coat of paint. I feel like... Um, Charlotte Flair is the same person, like her dad. Like, she will leave. There's nothing really for her to do. She's accomplished everything. She wants all the title we can give her. See, that's like the backlash of giving her things so quickly and not spreading it out throughout the years. You've done a 10-year career in, like, four or five years, and now she may potentially leave. SP3, what do you think? And Ric Flair looked great, by the way. Ric Flair looked great. He did. He did. The match wasn't great, by the way. I didn't think it was a great match. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I feel like I it was thought good. it was. I thought it was a great match. I uh, thought they 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 meshed. They meshed. I thought they mesh well together. You know, I, I, I've been hearing different different opinions from everybody. I think it's undeniable. It was a good match. It was great to some, good to others. Uh, we'll we'll get into uh, that little conflict of uh, of opinions. But I got to ask you, Seth, what do you think about WWE? Because it was uh, reported that WWE knew about uh, Charlotte uh, going to Triple Triple A uh, Triple Mania this weekend. Uh, Wrestling Wrestling Inc. reported that they knew months ago about that, and they still had her advertised for Charlotte, North Carolina. What do you think about WWE relying on that card subject to change, to change little, little clause there? Listen, that's very smart you, uh, on, on their part. It's, it, it sucks for people in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> no offense, but... <laughs> But uh, that's smart on WWE's part. She's not going to be there. She went to Triple A. I'm, I want to shout out to the Hispanic people, Triple A. That's how you can say it, right? So Triple A, you know. And of course, it was advertised months ago when, when you know, the show was going to happen. So Charlotte was smart enough to be like, you know what? It's my baby's first opportunity. Allegedly was going to win the title. So I might as well go out there, you know, celebrate, have some celebration quatus. You know, you might post it on social media. As per usual, um, she might get knocked out as per usual on social media while he's smiling. Right. At the, you know, you know, like great job, like he usually does. But yeah, um, WWE always does it. You know, sub- card subject to change, and they use that same you know description for the show, and it goes to show you how much clout she has in WWE. They don't want to ruffle her feathers too much. They already yeah. let her fiance go. Or wait, he left on his own accord because when he asked, you know, to leave. Yeah. They want to remain, they want to maintain a great relationship with her because she looks like to be someone that's, that doesn't really have much to lose when it comes to WWE in terms of negotiation. Unless they offer X amount of money and booking privileges, I still think she's... Listen, how'd you build a career? How'd you build a legacy? Go to AEW, win their women's title. Go to Impact, win their women's title. Ask New Japan to create a women's division. Go to Stardom, slap some few women, some Joshis around. That's how hey, you, she's, how you she's done it with 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 Oscar. Oscar, the past she broke Oscar's exactly. Tree. She can do some stuff in Star Exactly, well. exactly. Like if he, she can't be the best. I mean, Ric Flair didn't become the best, but only wrestling in the NWA. You know, for the longest period of time, only WCW for the longest period of time. He had to spread his ring, um, his, his wings to to increase his legacy. And I feel like in order for Charlotte to prove she's the best of all time, think about that. The Reina the Reinas, you know, a championship belt which Dino Perazzo got. 
that look great around Ashley Flair's waist. I'm just saying, guys, how do you expand a legacy? She's got X amount of titles, thanks to WWE. She could be a 20-time champion by the end of 2020, you know, end of the decade. 2030. So you're, basically, you're basically saying she goes from 11-time uh, WWE Women's Champion to she's going to be the Kenny Omega belt collector if she comes out of WWE. Listen, man, I want Louis Dangle to give me an apology the, the day that you know, Ashley Flair turns up at AEW. I should find that tweet and then I should like, you know, screenshot it for future <laughs> reference because like she doesn't you seem like the type. Your pin tweet or your that, that should be yeah. She, like for me, Charlotte doesn't seem the type that cares too much about. She's not a lifer. That's what I've been trying to say. She's not going to be there for the next twenty years and training women in performance center. Are you kidding me? She's gonna be raising babies. You know, she's gonna you know be married and uh, with you know with with Andrade. Maybe have a dream match between you know Tessa Blanchard and and, and yeah. Charlotte Flair. Potentially depends where Tessa Blanchard goes if the heat of her racism dies out. I don't know about that, but uh, yes, uh, you mentioned that uh, the reason a lot of the a lot of people think that the reason that Charlotte Flair was there and the fact that Ric Flair was in Andrade's corner was that Andrade was supposed to win the AAA Mega Championship, which Dave Meltzer confirmed on Wrestling Observer Radio. He talked about and he said, "I quote: The backstory on this was that Andrade was originally going to win. AEW has control of Kenny Omega's finishes and." They they have to approve everything. So they asked Triple uh, A to hold it off because uh, they um, Melter thinks that they didn't want Kenny Omega to do jobs on Friday and Saturday. This is after he lost to Christian Cage in the first ever match on AEW Rampage to lose the Impact World Championships. And Triple A is working with AEW, so Kenny won, and that's the reason why. So what do you think? There was a lot of controversy, especially yesterday after this report dropped that, you know, people that are anti-AEW, anti let's be real, they're just anti-AEW yeah. because they don't care about AAA because they don't talk about AAA the whole year. And then this report comes out and everybody's like, oh, poor AAA. Why could you do this to their small promotion in Mexico? They, they, they wanted to put it on a Mexican superstar. How could you do that to them, AEW? not realizing that Andrade is also with AEW. He's not with AAA. It's not even like they denied no. Kenny Omega to lose to a AAA guy. They denied Kenny Omega to lose to one of their guys. So what was your thoughts on uh, this whole report? First of all, anyone that calls Triple A, Triple A, that's noticeable. You're not a true fan. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. And second of all, the idea that Kenny Omega could potentially lose the title to Hijo del Vikingo, that is what I'm going with. Vikingo is one of the best high flyers in all of, you know, Mexican wrestling. I mean, the guy is like a gift every single week. Um, even though at the moment, you know, Triple R's uh, YouTube channels, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy going on. If you type in Triple R, you can actually find the shows. It's quite hard. It's weird. But he's one of my favorite guys to watch. If Vikingo versus Kenny Omega will be a match so 10 times better than the match with, you know, Andrade El Idolo. Because I feel like, I don't know, Andrade, you know, we're going to talk about the match, you know. But yeah, it was funny because you got two AEW guys. And people complaining that one AEW guy didn't put another AE guy, AEW guy over. That goes to show you that it is a little bit of bias going on, a little anti-AEW bias. They're looking for a reason to say, hey, Tony Khan, you know, you're, you are benefiting from the forbidden door, which, by the way, is true. 
He's he's you know yeah. benefiting from the forbidden truth. That's a hundred. I'd say I I think that the a, a common misconception about the forbidden door is that only AEW is benefiting from it. I think that AAA is very happy with the fact that their title is seen on American television by almost a million viewers every single week when Kenny Omega has the title. There was also people online yesterday saying, "Oh, they never mentioned the AAA championship. They literally mentioned it on Rampage. They literally mentioned it on AEW." He comes out with the title. They don't. They don't flaunt it. They don't do no. that with Impact Wrestling either. They don't. They don't flaunt Impact Wrestling. They don't make an announcement that Kenny Omega is defending the title against Sammy Callahan before Slammiversary. But when they when they need to, and he's defended it on AEW television, that's more eyes on it. And like you said, in a lot of people's eyes, Kenny Omega was the better performer at AAA between him and Andrade. So I much rather think AAA if they're going to keep it on an AEW guy they want to keep it on the AEW guy that's been having great matches for them against Laredo Kid against Ray Phoenix he him versus Vikingo would be amazing him versus him him versus any of the stars of uh AAA like Psycho Clown I, I would love to see that Black Taurus like there's a bunch of great matches hey, that crazy bastard there's a bunch of crazy matches that kenny omega can have and vikingo in my opinion although i thought the kenny omega andrade match was great i think the match of the night was vikingo and laredo kid versus uh brian cage and black turus versus the lucha bros that was spectacular just crazy high flying i mean triple a needs to get together with you know working with kevin dunn with all those camera cuts during their show that was a little too much especially for how fast those guys was going in that match but that was the match of the night in my opinion so i definitely agree with you vikingo is the guy if they're going to put it on a triple a guy from kenny Original, omega yeah. it needs to be him also, would you think potentially that AEW is cooling on Andrade? Because storyline-wise, put your booking cap on SP3 because you do put on your booking cap like every other week. I mean, you know, that's, you know, put on a booking cap. You know, wrestling day community, let's all put our booking caps together. If you're doing a storyline where the champion who has so much hubris, right, is beginning to unravel, he loses his first title, nothing makes more sense for him than to lose more title then he becomes more vicious. So for me, on, on one hand, I kind of understand that Tony Khan wants to protect his investment, but at the same time, I feel like a storyline opportunity presented itself for him to actually give the title to one of his other ta um, talent, which is Andrade. Because I feel like he's kind of treating Andrade like a redheaded stepchild, because at the moment, who needs this more? This is like the whole Booker T Triple H thing. You know, who needs it more? Kenny's had the title for two years, or Andrade in his first uh, televised match for Triple R. In Triple Mania, that's his debut. He's coming out party. He's got his father-in-law behind him, and then Kenny Omega just lost on Friday night. I mean, it makes so much sense. Mr. Book of the Year, Dave Meltzer's boy, Tony Khan, didn't see to go. Hmm, this is a great story to tell, and then we can tell on television. Oh, Kenny looks lighter. He only got one title. What happened? That could have been a great opportunity. Yeah, they got a dodgy referee going on. You know, situation it, in, in yeah. AAA. I love I love the heel referee at Triple R. <laughs> nah, I don't I, listen. For me, it's, it's not realistic enough. I feel like Nick Patrick did great. I feel like the baby faces look like so much more of, of an idiot after they, they lose matches. But yeah, um, Andrade should have won, in my opinion. And then, like, it, it didn't make sense because it kind of knocked the wind 
out the cells of his debut. How can you be cocky and arrogant when you lose? Yeah, the referee screwed me over. But then you ain't the boss of the boss like you've been acting on, on, on AEW. You sh- he should have paid off the referee. He would have protected, you know, Kenny Omega more. I think they did a good job of protecting him. He lost with the belt shot while the referee was distracted and the one ring angel, which no one kicks out of. And the ref still did a quick count. And I think that the whole reason why Kenny Omega lost the impact world championship to, uh, to Christian Cage on Rampage. By the way, that match was much better than Andrade versus Kenny Omega. Although I think Andrade versus Kenny Omega was great. That was an excellent opener Uh. and a great way to kick off uh, Rampage. And Kenny Omega had an all-time great sell of the the unprettier, of the kill switch on that steel chair. It's not unprettier. If you you call it Christian Cage... The the unprettier, still the unprettier You can call yourself a Christian Cage fan. If the man himself said it, he he hated the name. Christian Cage hated the name for ages. I don't care. So that's why he calls it kill switch. I don't care. So if you are I'm prettier. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in the background. I'm going to whisper. I'm like, I don't care. Don't I don't care. I don't care. True heel. Respect you. <laughs> Say to his I face. Care. I would. I would. And I'll tell and I tell him that I preferred uh close your eyes with the woman singing it instead of the guy when he came back into No, no, I'm with you on that. He, he, yeah, yes, he's yes. He, that's that watered down <laughs> trash version, some cover song they picked up from the street. The close your eyes, the female vocals, that was epic. Now nah, I can high five you on that. But when it comes to I'm prettier, the message I'm prettier. Stopped. You respect I don't care. the man. I don't he, care. It's I'm prettier. Consent. I'm That's an old school wrestling fan. He, you're not, he's not consenting. Christian did not consent to the name change. I don't care. Um, but as far as that matchup, like I said, it was an excellent match. But I think the whole reasoning they did that was, one, the fans did not react well to Christian versus Kenny Omega on Dynamite on Wednesday. This was a way to give Christian credibility, make people believe that he can beat Kenny Omega at All Out. And now the All Out match, just look at the visual for people that are casual wrestling fans. You got Kenny Omega with the AAA and AEW World Championships versus Christian Cage with the Impact and TNA championships. Both guys have two titles. Both guys going in champion versus champion. Hopefully they make that decision as well to make it a a winner takes all matchup. And that is much better and feels more like an all out main event than what Christian and, and Kenny Omega was a week ago. So I think that that was the right decision. And mind you, people don't think about the logistics wise. Kenny Omega was in Pittsburgh, PA on Friday, then had to go all the way to Mexico Impact was taping on Sunday, yesterday, and today in Nashville, Tennessee, and then he would have had to go to Houston, Texas. So it just didn't make logistics-wise during the whole freaking pandemic to have Kenny Omega travel to three different, across the border, then back across the border to Nashville, then to Houston, Texas on Wednesday. If 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 you can, if you have the chance to you know allow him to go from Mexico to Houston, Texas, which is much closer distance, then you allow him to do that. It allows Christian to be back in Impact Wrestling, make his return there. Christian versus uh, Brian Brian Myers does not scream Impact Special Main Event to me, that, but it's a much superstars. That's, That's the main event on Superstars, yes, right? Yes, it was. It was event. actually it was actually a main event on Superstars, and now it's the main event of Impact Emergence. But that is actually a better matchup and has more story to it than Brian Myers versus Kenny Omega. So I prefer this on multiple different levels. So it makes so much sense for them to have Christian beat Kenny Omega instead of Andrade beat Kenny Omega in my eyes. 
SP3, that whole woe is me thing for Kenny Omega, that was atrocious. I mean, he knew he was saying that. Woe is me? What are you yeah, talking about? Woe is me for Kenny or poor Kenny, he'd have to travel. Isn't that not part of I'm the not job? Saying, I'm not it's saying not poor Kenny. I'm not poor saying Kenny. poor Kenny. Oh, Kenny I'm not has saying to be, poor oh, Kenny. Because of COVID, Jesus. Jesus. Listen, <laughs> listen, Kenny's the one who signed up for this, right? For his boy, you know, you know, Don Callis. So, he, you know, he knew he signed up for during the pandemic. He wants to be more, you know, listen, if you want to be the champion, you have to travel. And if the travel op opportunity opens up, you take it, SP3. Woe is me. I'm Kenny Omega. I don't really want to defend the title. Cool, Christian. You you take my title for a bit. Christian take needed for, a title. Take it for a couple of weeks. Take it for a couple yeah, of a weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks, yeah. It, it keeps his undefeated streak going, and it makes the all-out main event that much more tantalizing. So that was the right move, in my opinion. I agree. Over Andrade, because now they've, they've actually booked a rematch with Andrade and Omega because of how Andrade lost. You can get two big matches out of Andrade versus Omega. So for everybody that thought Andrade versus Omega wasn't great at Triple A uh, at Triple Mania, now they can have another match and get that greatness and the five-star match that Andrade promised us, which should bring us to uh the news of Andrade and Dave Meltzer, the new biggest wrestling rivalry, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, Dave Meltzer said, I quote, on Wrestling Observer Radio following the matchup between Andrade and Omega, he said, and I quote, it was not as good as the Christian Cage match. I agree there. Uh, he says, I mean, it was a good match, but it wasn't a, it was not a great match. It felt like Kenny Omega was working to have a really good match, and it felt like Andrade was working to have a good match, which... Andrade was none too pleased to uh, hear about, and uh, he responded, he retweeted a quote tweet from a Dave Meltzer botches account, which I don't know, that wasn't a great look for Andrade, but he did respond to the, to the comments and he said, and I quote, that man hates me and will never speak well of me so, and, and, or my fiance, but all the fans love him for the garbage that comes out of his mouth. I'm a pro and I showed it yesterday. La Sombra is back to show everybody, uh, show everyone I'm better than waiting for a stupid star rating. So what did you think about this little uh, premature, in my opinion, beef between the two men? Meltzer replied, I uh, never thought the day would come when somebody uh, would say, I never speak well of your fiance. For years, all I heard was how much I praised her. Pace to actually read firsthand. <laughs> so what did you think about this little exchange between uh, Meltzer and Andrade? Two things. Number one, yeah, Andrade does not need to read a dirt sheet. I mean, he lives it. I mean, he lives the life. I mean, Dave's reporting on him. Does it make sense? Like, imagine you, you're, we're all wrestlers and we have to try and read what Dave is saying about us. No, Dave, you make money off our, our backs. You know, number two, haha, you already gave me a five star match. How about that? You know, exactly. that's, that's, that's what I was like. I, that's the reason why Andrade's response didn't make any sense. He got the first five star match it. in yeah, WWE in seven years. He doesn't read that ghost to show he doesn't read it, and that's great. He's not a mark for Dave Meltzer. There's nothing wrong with that. SP3, there's nothing wrong with that. That means he lives life. He's too busy boinking Charlotte to be reading five-star ratings. He's getting five-star ratings from the Queen, if we all know what we mean. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't need to read Dev Meltzer. And also, why are we blaming Andrade? I swear he probably got tagged in this. He's like, hey, Andrade, look over here. And of course, he still has beef with Dave Meltzer over the reporting about Charlotte's, you know, disappearance around yes. WrestleMania time. So I think that's where the beef originates from. So I don't blame him. Like, he doesn't owe him anything. Dave Meltzer is not his friend. Dave Meltzer works for his boss. He's a shill for his boss. 
That's got nothing to do with him. Or because he's not AEW, you have to shake the man's hand. He doesn't have to do anything. He can just make money, you know, make dineros and point the queen like he's doing. And that's why probably his matches, he's still stuck on first gear. Because all that energy, he's expending it somewhere else, guys. Very true. That is the very good point. He 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 has he has more time spent getting five star ratings from Charlotte Flair than Doctor than uh I was about to say Doctor Dave Meltzer, but Uncle Dave Meltzer. Yeah, ask <laughs> the rest and daily community. Rest and daily community. Wouldn't you want to get a five star rating from your loved one, or do you want Dave Meltzer to give you a five star rating? You tell me in the chat. I'm looking at it right now, guys. You 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 comment. You tell me the truth. Do you want Dave to give you a five star rating, or do you want your loved one to tell you you're great? I'll get a five-star rating from my wife. I'd much rather prefer that than the five-star rating from uh, Dave Meltzer, who is, Bingo. who is who is doesn't have the best opinions in in professional wrestling, to say the least. So, yeah, I under I understand where Andrade when Andrade is coming from, but I just don't understand even responding to it. Honestly, no. it's not worth your time at all. SP3 agreed, guys. I did a good job. He, I made him see things logistically because I live in real life. I love wrestling, but I got real life logic I put into things. You know, Dave Meltzer, got, you know, bless him, you know. But listen, real life, Andrade lives it. Dave Meltzer writes it in his crappy office where there's paper around, there's biohazards around. My goodness. And yeah, Rampage. What did you think of Rampage? What did you think of the show as a, as a whole? I loved it. I thought it was better than that. I thought it was the best show of the week. Like that hour just flew by. Like I said, Christian versus uh, Kenny Omega was probably probably one of my favorite matches of the week it's up there it's up there with the the three-way from triple triple a as well as uh a couple of matches from resurgence from new japan but just christian had one of his best matches probably his best match since the series with randy orton in 2011 a decade ago and kenny omega just made him look like a thousand a uh, million bucks and Kenny Omega just proves that he can do any type of match. He did Christian's match on Friday. He did an Andrade type of match on Saturday. He made Dante Martin look like a star on Dynamite. He had a crazy week, and it just it just begs repeating. How dare people say Kenny Omega is not one of the best wrestlers in the world? Because this guy is amazing in the ring, and he just had he gave Christian one of his best matches ever, in my opinion, on Rampage. But it left a little a lot of meat on the bone that they can go back to it, have a long match at at all out and it will be that much better i thought the uh squash victory for miro over fiego del sol was one of the best three minute matches i've seen in quite some time and you had the special moment with fiego getting the contract and Britt baker looked like the biggest star in professional wrestling coming out in her hometown and i think that red velvet should get a lot of credit because she's played a plucky baby face pretty much her entire career and then in this match she had to be the subtile heel and she did great because she she told the story within herself she puts the hand down but she's like you know what i'm a baby face i'm not going to attack the hand then she really realizes no i need to attack the hand if i'm gonna break i'm gonna be her in our own uh our own hometown and then uh you know Britt baker following in the footstep of another pittsburgh alum uh kurt angle he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck and she defended her title with a broken freaking wrist i thought it was great what did you think about rampage uh 
First of all, how dare everyone doubt Christian Cage? And by the way, Christian Cage gave Kenny Omega one of his best match ever. It takes two to tangle in this situation. You see what happens when you're clicking on all c- cylinders. Um, Christian needed to win this match. Yeah. Because up until this match, Christian was like lagging behind all these recent signings. It's kind of like when, when, when you got a new toy, you know, that toy you had from two months ago is not looking so hot. So Christian needed this because people are comparing him and Edge. They're like, well, I guess he was the Marty Janae after all. You got people, Twitter's a bit fickle, it's true. If you don't live, you know, daily life, you don't take jogs or walks in the morning and talk to people in real life and you live your life on social media. My goodness, it can cloud your brain and, and take off your mental health because people start saying Christian Cage. Why Christian? Because Christian is a pro. Christian probably knows he's in the twilight of his career. He doesn't need the AEW championship. So him facing Kenny Omega won't, um, people won't scream his moment got overshadowed at All Out. It's quite smart. That's why you had to take a hangman out of the equation. You couldn't put in Jungle Boy, no matter how much his performance was really good. People would have complained um, and AEW originals getting outshone by WWE signees coming to AEW. So it was smart on on their part to put Christian Cage in this match. Christian did a great job. Uh, Fuego del, Del Sol, I, I watch, you know, uh, AEW Elevation sometime and mostly dark sometimes, but that was my first time seeing him perform. But I, even I got caught up in emotions when they're coming down with a contract, Sammy Guevara, you know, coming down the aisle and you see the guy's face. There's that shoot emotion. Yeah. I felt it too. I said, I don't know this guy, but I'm getting emotional. I need to take a deep breath. I'm welling up. That's stupid. But that's wrestling for you. You get caught up in that, in that you know, true good moment, that, that moment, that, you know, that baby face. And in the last match, I hope AEW know what they have in Black Velvet. Because, um, sorry, um, Red, Velvet. Red Velvet. Red Velvet is, like, not to compare, but she's like, she reminds me of Sasha, like, back in the NXT days. She's got potential. Yeah. She's got the size. Sasha like, before she was the boss. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of that in her. They need to nurture her. I hope they don't, like, see, you know, they need to build with the women's roster. But when you got someone like Red Velvet, who's got tons of potential, who did well working as a heel, you know, when she knew she wasn't going to get cheered, she did show a side of herself where she wasn't completely a baby face, smiling baby face. She, she showed some t- some tenacity, which they can build off. And I think Red Velvet is going to be a star in their division. They just need to push them. I understand some criticism that Big Swell gets about how she doesn't seem polished in the ring. They, they don't have the same excuse with Red Velvet. They should be no. pushing her all the way to the moon because that was a great performance from her in that match. She was incredible for me. Red Velvet for me was a standout. Britt Baker, she she's she's a you know she's okay. Britt Baker, you know she's great promo in in the ring. You know she's got the fundamental basics down. But Red Velvet for me, my goodness, that is a future star. I hope that Tony Khan knows it. What do you think? Be free. She yeah. has a lot of star star potential. We should also mention that Jamie Hader uh, made her return to AEW. She went from trying out at NXT UK to being in the main event angle of AEW Rampage. That's what I call upgrades in life, ladies and gentlemen. But we want to hear what you guys thought about the weekend of wrestling. We got we got more to talk about, but I got to get into. We got a couple of ultra checks in the bank here. Remember. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. We got about 15 minutes left in the show. So I want to uh, get through these couple that we got here. Uh, the Zora Nice uh, coming in. Thank you so much, Zora Nice, one of my favorites of the Good Egg community, saying, I like that idea of Mocha Monday. Back from a beautiful holiday, I am happy to be able to watch wrestling daily regularly again. I love the feeling of an alliance of wrestling companies coming together. And I am now checking out how to 
subscribe, how to subscribe to more companies. That's what it's all about. It's about loving wrestling. Like we just spent, we spent the the opening of the show talking about WWE. We've talked about AEW off and on. We've talked about a, a, Triple A, uh, as uh, as uh, Sadie would say. Triple A. Uh, get get <laughs> used to it. Triple A. Triple A. And we still got to talk about uh, New Japan that had a huge show on Saturday as well. But it's all about loving wrestling. What's your What's your favorite company right now, Sad? Uh, man, see, the, the thing is about me, uh, I've never, so WWE will always be the standard bearer. Yeah. And when it goes fa- favorite company, I, I love good wrestling. That's my favorite company, if that makes sense. I love, <laughs> if, if WWE has great wrestling, then that's my favorite. Well, what do you AW, think is given the best right now? Oh, SP3, you're, you're, like, the voice, you're yes. like the voice of that community. That that community that can get toxic sometimes with the tribalism, yeah, tribalism, yeah. tribalism. <laughs> Maybe just that SP3 always wants to bring out the true heel heat in me. He gets he gets a kick out of seeing me, my veins almost sticking out here, and the octave raising up higher. Okay, AEW's got the best wrestling allegedly, and then Triple R's got great wrestling on YouTube. Search for them; they're doing great. Ring of Honor, if this is pure purely on wrestling, not the entertainment factor, then Ring of Honor's got the best wrestling if you think about it. The pure division, my goodness, Gresham is killing it. Jonathan Gresham, guys, if you're not watching, if you love wrestling, you should be knowing about the pure division, which is you know spearheaded by Jonathan Gresham on RH. Check out the YouTube channel, one of the best wrestling YouTube channels around. MLW doing that sports-based wrestling presentation that Tony Khan claimed and never lived up to. Just saying He's lived up to it. Don't you talk mm, about our good friend Tony? Sports-based. Our good friend Tony. Uncle Tony. You, 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 Uncle Court. You're talking about Uncle Court over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. got, uh, we got Slu, uh, donating in. Thank you so much for your ultra chat. He, uh, asks, what are your predictions for Rampage viewership figures this Friday with Punk presumably, presumably debuting? I think that Rampage this week, probably, or uh, this past Friday, probably did between about 500 to 550K because they did a really good job of promoting it. I think this will be up, but not up by much. I know a lot of people saying that they're going to do like a million on Friday night at 10 p.m. I just don't see it. I just don't see no, no matter how much, you know, people are anticipating Punk being there. I think that a 700,000 goal would be the right, you know, bar for them to achieve because that would be the highest they have done in this spot because Dynamite, you know, when it was preempted on Wednesdays, when it was on Friday and Saturday, did about between, you know, 450 to about 550 in the ratings. But with CM Punk, with the way they're promoting this, with the way they're hyping this up, I think it will do the bar for them to hit would be about 700,000. What about you, Sat? So we're all in the we're all green that we all think CM Punk's coming. Is this like are we like are you are people willing to bet mortgages or their life savings away? Go and bet and think I gotta I gotta bet with my wife. My wife, I've, I've said it once, I'll say it again, Sam. My wife works for WWE. So she is very loyal to 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 Vince to Vince McMahon's company, but she doesn't really like current wrestling. She likes Vince, you know, more of back in the days, like we were talking about before we went on camera. She's like you. She likes it in the '90s. She likes it, you know, the the '90s portion of WWE is what she generally likes. She likes, you know, when I watch WCW type stuff because she didn't watch it when she was a kid. But she's very loyal to that era of WWE and doesn't really like current wrestling other than sometimes New Japan, but. We have a bet that if CM Punk shows up on AEW Rampage this week, she is going to watch all out 
on her birthday because All Out falls on her birthday and she's going to watch All Out if CM Punk shows up on Rampage. You're making Mrs. P free on her birthday. Yes. Watch AEW All Out. Yes. You're a shrewd man. That is like, <laughs> it does seem like he's debuting because I, I guess if we follow the signs, previously when AEW is trying to build up some goodwill and fanfare. They were saying, we're going to sign the Punk. And Punk was always the first one to debunk it and even insult <laughs> Cody for his text message. <laughs> that was really an offer. It, you know, if we all remember that. I mean, yes. Punk, like, Punk's got a lot of, um, you know what, yeah? Punk, when he does go to AEW, he needs to speak to Coke Cabana and mend some broken fences because I will not accept... It's in punk appearance. If he does not go to that young man who appeared in AEW first and men broken fences because he was his ride or die and he chucked him in the wayside because he couldn't afford to pay legal fees. How can you chuck your mate away because he can't afford legal fees when you told him I got your back and you and tell the, him and then Cole had to had to take him had to take him to jail, had to take him to court. He had to take his whole to court. That's crazy. Yeah. What kind of mate that does that? Yeah, so he needs to apologize to Colt Cabana, or at least men broken fences. Because I can't get, I'm, I'll be happy to see CM Punk. He's one of the reasons why a 16 year old Sati became straight edge because I was not turning point in my life. Wherever I want to drink alcohol, and I remember there's this guy from RH now in ECW who's preaching a straight edge lifestyle that, that you know I subscribed to. I was like, Yeah, I like that. I'm not gonna drink alcohol. And I bought the best in the world t shirt, that was my first ever wrestling, you know, t shirt purchase ever. You know, nice. I was a huge CM Punk fan. I was, I like a lot of people felt like in the end when he left, it became very preachy. He's one of the reasons why it, it, Roman Reigns fans start turning on him because he specifically name dropped him. Must yes. make Roman yeah. look strong, look strong. Originated from that shoot interview with Colt Cabana. So I've all, I've always liked CM Punk. I didn't like when he became Hollywood and Val. I understood they fired him on his wedding day. He had a staph infection, which nearly killed him. So I understand some of his woes, but there's other things which I, I didn't really agree with. But I'll be happy to see him back on Friday. I do think he's coming. I think they'll do huge numbers for Rampage. I feel like the week after, it may go back to what is considered normal. I mean, there'll be two weeks in. I don't know what normal is. But I think yeah. on Friday, due to the curiosity... Myself, yourself, Mrs. P3, and the rest of the world, rest and daily community. We're gonna be watching on Friday. If it doesn't happen, I'll be rioting, I'll be breaking TVs, I'll be smashing up the houses, and I'll be getting arrested because I got emotionally invested and they let me down. And and that's how you're reacting in the UK. Imagine how Chicago's gonna react if there's no CM Punk. I wouldn't do that, AEW. I just wouldn't be, do it that. Could be, it could be Brian Danielson. I mean, he's the original best in the world. That could be the swerve. I don't know. It could be. It could be. It could be. But uh, yes, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm a longtime CM Punk fan myself. I was a part of the video on uh, Parts Fun Known, you know, that Luke put together. Is CM Punk actually good? And you can see me actually there at his ECW debut in the Hammerstein Ballroom. I was in the second row rocking an orange, a orange uh, button up. So go check that out and you'll see young young i think it was 18 19 year old uh sp3 there in the uh, in the second row at cm punk's uh ecw debut so i am ve- i'm very excited about friday but we should also mention uh a report from wrestle votes that came out today saying that sources state uh to not expect a reactionary move if more more like when uh cm punk shows up on 
AEW Rampage Friday night, 24 hours prior to the WWE's second biggest paper, paper second biggest show of the year. Time will tell. That came from Russell Votes. Do you think that WWE may change their mind and try to do something to counteract uh, CM Punk? And if so, what can they do? Or if it, if you don't think that's going to happen, what do you think WWE could even do to counteract CM Punk's debut on AEW? Two things. Um, it, this like kind of ties up to what we were originally talking about with the women's story. Becky Lynch is in their back pocket. She's more than ready to yeah. step up. But if you want to do something that people are not really expecting, I would say, Dwayne, are you free? Dwayne. We need you, buddy. You know, The Rock. That's the only other way. I mean, that, that that's that's the way because people will be talking that that high of CM Punk debuting, that's gonna bleed over into SummerSlam. There might even be CM Punk chance if they don't get what they want, if a if a match stinks yes. up the joint. So I've, I was thinking either bring back Becky or The Rock. You think you think you think that Dwayne will, will come out and uh and show himself if uh if Vince gives a call? Oh, 110%. Like, if he explains to him, we need you, buddy. We can't look like a bunch of asses here. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't have that happen to us. You know, he's he's going to... I'm thinking that. I was thinking it's either, you know, Becky Lynch, which we were expecting. The pop would be yeah. great. I mean, you know, we all want it. But I'm saying if it, if if we don't want something predictable, something outside the realm, it has to be The Rock besides Becky. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Is The Rock and Becky at the same time or Becky Lynch by herself or The Rock? I just feel like it, they, they say they're not going to retaliate, but it, it depends on the level of reaction that uh, Rampage Show gets and the goodwill from the fan base. I think it depends on that. I think if that's really great, they won't be able to resist themselves. I think the more likely situation would be Bobby Lashley defeats Goldberg at, Rus at SummerSlam and Brock Lesnar returns and confronts the WWE champion. That's, That's not a bad idea. Is either that or um because I'm thinking with um Baron Corbin stealing Big E's briefcase, it may lead to a match between Baron Corbin and Big E. Because I feel like that's a great uh Two characters get together. Biggie, you know, Biggie's known for being a troll. And right now, bum ass Baron Corbin has stolen Biggie's briefcase. There's a lot of, you know, tangibles. There's a lot of storyline possibilities they can go with. They can go with, with um, this week on SmackDown that Baron Corbin still has the briefcase. And now uh, Biggie has to defend it, you know, because in, in Baron Corbin's mind, could be this is a way to get money again, you know, title opportunities, so forth and whatnot. And also, it could tie back to the storyline where he lost. His cash in against Jinder Mahal, one of the greatest matches of SmackDown history. Wink, oh, wink. Jesus, wink, wink. Jesus, trying to get wink. that heat, trying to get wink. that heat again. Um, before we go, we should definitely mention New Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. had had their uh big show in the U.S., their first show since February of 2020. Uh, there was an absolute banger that I, I suggested for Sad to Watch with Moose versus Tomoyura Ishii, with Ishii winning. You had Jay White retain the never open weight championship against David Finley. You also had the Good Brothers defeat uh John Moxley and Yuji Nagata, and then they were confronted by the Gorillas of Destiny in a surprise, the Battle of the Bullet Club. Club heavyweight tag teams. Uh, you had Hiroshi Tadahashi defeat Lance Archer in the main event to win the IWGP US Championship, which presumably will lead to Tadahashi versus Moxley at All Out, which should be huge. But 
I think the biggest news of that show had to be Will Ospreay showing up to cut a promo saying that he is returned, he is medically cleared, and he claims that he is the real world champion. And he had his original IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He called uh, Shingo the fake champion, the interim champion. He called out John Moxley for not defending the IWGP US Championship for over a year, and he was only up off for four months, and they stripped him of his title. And he also said that he'll walk through the forbidden door because the keys under the mat, and he'll verse all those dorks in all elite wrestling. So what did you think about Will Ospreay's return at New Japan Resurgence? Well, I felt like he had a John Cena super recovery for a, a for a neck injury, for a life-threatening neck injury. My, my guy came back really quick. Well, I, I was happy, you know, to see that he's back. If you follow his Twitter, he has been, you know, he, he said that the, the seed were planted when he kept on mentioning interim champion in his tweets about Shingo. Each time when Shingo gets praised on the New Japan um, and Twitter account or social media, he's always underneath it trolling saying interim champion i feel like is a is a great thing to do for the new japan strong brand if it like he said in his promo they've been relying too much on their dojo wrestlers and no offense some of them are vanilla yes certain lack the charisma but i know people don't watch new japan for you know for charisma they watch it for the strong style you know technical wrestling ability roughneck style and willow spray wrestling in new japan strong defending his title is a great way to bring eyes to the product he's the main event star they desperately needed alongside jay white along alongside with tanahashi and alongside a cast of, of characters that's been walking through the forbidden door but he's one of their guys and then it's a great storyline because like you said he's been unpinned unsubmitted He's gone for four months. But to compare John Moxley, let's be honest, New Japan don't really care about your United States title. They can afford to lose that for a year. It's kind of triple R. They can afford to lose their, their main mega champion for a bit. They don't even have a TV deal in internationally. So it's kind of like that title belt gets more eyes <laughs> than we can bring it at the moment. So yeah. Will did a great comparison, which I liked, but in theory, New Japan, you know, United States title and the World Heavyweight Championship, those are, you know, we don't know how long he would have been gone for. He could be yeah. gone for a year. You can't go a year without world champion. But I did like the fact he came back with, with, with some swagger to him. He cut his best promo ever. Because that, that, that debunks the three about Will Osprey can't cut a promo. He cut a very convincing, very passionate promo, and I can't wait to see where this goes. What did you think, SB3? I love that promo. That was outstanding work from Will Ospreay. And it gave New Japan some buzz. Like you said, like they have some big shows coming up. New Japan Strong tapings in Philadelphia, in Texas. Another one in San Jose, California in November. So they needed a big star to kind of be the anchor for those shows. They got Jay White on those shows. They got Tomoyuri Ishii. John Boxley is going to be at one of those shows as well. But they needed like a big star. And Will Ospreay fits the bill. And if this leads the Will Ospreay showing up in All Elite Wrestling. Mm, I, I'm ready for it. I am here for it. Please, New they, Japan. They, they want him. They do want him. So I know for a fact that um, AEW will open up Forbidden Door to make that happen. And then John Moxley versus Tanahashi got potential to be a great match. But I don't really want Moxley with United's title of any kind, WWE or New Japan. No offense. That guy tends to hang on to the title a lot longer 
and not really defend it. Hey, it wasn't he's the fault. longest rating IWGP US champion and WWE. No, he's the longest. I still, I still think I'm, I'm still going to go with MVP being the longest. He actually defended it. You know what I'm saying? John hey, Moxley. Hey, John Moxley has the record for most title defenses as IWGP US champion. I just want to let you know that. Just letting you know that more than Kenny Omega, more than Jay White, more than all the champions. Yeah, because that title we used to get hot potatoed in the past. Also true. And uh, Tadahashi became the first ever Japanese uh, IWGP US champion. So got to show love to that as well. Ace, go Ace. All right. But that's going to bring us to an end on the second edition of Mocha Mondays with Sat E and SP3. Sat, let the people know where they can find you, good brother. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me above at sat next to you. Please, let's have a chat. Let's not be rude to each other. We can have a friendly debate, but let's not be effing and jeffing and getting mad when we don't agree with each other's opinion. We're all human beings. Let's show love to each other. I love everyone in the wrestling daily community. Let's, you know, have difference of opinion, but let's please show each other some respect. SB3, where can we find you? Everywhere. I'm gonna, yeah, right here. Uh, it was tr- true heel sp3 on the Twitter machine. All the content that I'm doing over there, as well as the true heel heat, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and the YouTube channel. SummerSlam week, we got live content every single day, including the four year anniversary of our podcast, True Hill Heat, on Saturday with none other than Mr. Wrestling Daily himself, the head of the table, the Irish chief. Alex McCarthy as our special guest on True Hill Heat 139 on Saturday. So go over and subscribe to there. And of course, like this video, comment down below if you're watching us on replay. Let us know what you thought about the weekend in wrestling. Tell us what you think about Mocha Mondays. Yes, sir. Also, just to quickly plug, we've got a Twitter account. Please follow that at Rest Daily. Please show some love on that Twitter account. And also, if you fail to catch us here, watch us on demand. And also, we're on Spotify too. Just to let you guys know, we're everywhere. Wrestling Daily taking over. The Daily Boys. I started the Daily Boys. Daily Bros. Daily Family. You guys, the Daily Community. We're family. Love you guys all. And remember, Seth is the quintessential stud muffin of the Daily Boys. He will see you tomorrow on Wrestling Daily with Alex McCarthy for our call-in special for Sadie. I'm SP3. This has been Wrestling Daily. We are signing up until next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.